Good morning. So, I have a question for you. What's your superpower? I know, it sounds like a joke, but I have heard that this is a question that gets asked in job interviews. Some people use it as an icebreaker. Can you imagine? I could... I, I, my superpower is Microsoft Excel. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would say. But Wayne has been using a passage from Romans to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And each of us has a superpower given to us by the Holy Spirit. Those of us who are in the body of Christ. So let's look at Romans again, Romans 12, 4 through 8. I'm starting a little earlier than I think uh, Wayne does when he preaches, but... Here we go. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, excuse me, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So, the ability to encourage, right in the middle of this passage here, is a spiritual gift from God, and it could very well be your superpower. This is a gift everyone ought to have to some degree, just as everyone serves in some capacity, and but some serve more than others. Everyone teaches. Everyone needs to show mercy. Certainly everyone gives. But some people have this gift of encouragement and abundance. And what a joyful gift it is. I have a front page on my computer. Every time I open up um, my Chrome browser, it pops up this beautiful photo. And on my to-do lists, yes, I have more than one, And usually there's a quote on there that I tend to ignore, but a couple of weeks ago I saw the quote, and it was, Be an encourager. The world has enough critics already. (laughs) It made me laugh out loud, because of course I was preparing this sermon. And I am a critic. I am a critic. I'm the daughter of a critic. Dick Hansen could find a better way to do everything. And he often was right. He often was right, but it was... Still kind of annoying as a child. Um, critics do have their value. For example, if you're teaching your teenager to drive a car, you can encourage them, but sometimes you need to critique because <laughs> it's life and death. It's very important. Now, to be fair, this word translated as encouragement also can be translated as exhortation. Well, that sounds a little more critical. And in fact, if you grew up with the King James Bible, that's what you might remember, is that it says exhortation, not encouragement. So I think that there's sort of a balance. The Greek word, yes, I'm going to go into the Greek, just like a real pastor. The Greek word is parakaleo, and the noun paraklesis means exhortation, encouragement, appeal, as in I appeal to you or I urge you, request, comfort, consolation. So this word translated as encouragement is packed with meaning. It has the same root as paraclete, which might sound a little more familiar to you because some pastor of yours has said that that was the word that was used for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an encourager. He's a counselor. He's a comforter. He's a helper. So if you have um, 
excuse me, the Holy Spirit is our encourager, and if you have the gift of encouragement, you are doing the work of God when you use it. Now, I've just given you way too many words, right? All these definitions, though, tell me that encouragement is complex and in many ways requires the movement of the Holy Spirit in you. What we intend as encouragement can be taken badly and actually discourage if we aren't in line with the Holy Spirit. And frankly, I've done this. I've done it recently where a friend was unhappy. I tried to encourage her, and I completely dismissed her feelings. It was awful. She was discouraged. I was discouraged by discouraging her. So it's a spiritual gift. If it's your superpower, it's still important that you remember to work with the Holy Spirit to exercise this gift. And don't just assume you know what to do or what to say in each situation. So use prayer. Let's talk about how, how we can be encouragers. Showing your love and approval is pretty easy. Anybody can do this, and it can encourage someone. Paul wrote in his letter to Philemon, and we've got this on the screen too, um, and you may remember that Catherine read this letter to us a couple of weeks ago. He says in verse 7, Your love, Philemon, has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. So Paul is encouraged by Philemon because Philemon's love encourages the hearts of the Lord's people. Kind of a nice cycle we've got going there. Sometimes all it takes is to notice someone doing something and thanking them. There are so many things we call thankless tasks, and these are usually the tasks we're doing ourselves. (laughs) But when when someone has a spiritual gift of encouragement, they see people doing thankless tasks, and they thank them. Just being noticed is an encouragement. Otherwise, thankless starts to feel unimportant, and unimportant starts to feel unnecessary, and unnecessary kind of drops off the list of things to do. You can thank people in more ways than just saying thank you. Believers can encourage one another through spending time together, through notes and letters, by giving sincere compliments, by praying for them. The body of Christ is built up in faith as a result of the ministry of those with the gift of encouragement. And if you have the gift of encouragement, if that's your superpower, you can probably think of many other ways to say thank you. A second way that we can give encouragement is to get in there and offer some help. Barnabas, Barnabas was an encourager. He encouraged people not just by talking to them, but by doing things. He was a missionary, both alongside Paul and alongside John Mark. His real name was Joseph. You might not even have known that. I forgot. Barnabas was his nickname. And we first meet him in Acts chapter 4, and we put that on the screen too, where it says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Now that's a great nickname, Son of Encouragement. Well, what he did was encouraging, wasn't it? He stepped up when he saw that his Christian brothers and sisters had a need. He sold his field and brought the money to the apostles. But that's just the very, very beginning of his story. You remember when Saul, who later was called Paul, met Jesus on the road to Damascus. After his conversion, he stayed in Damascus for a while, and then he went back to Jerusalem, and he tried to join the disciples there, but they were afraid of him because he'd been persecuting Christians. 
So, Acts 9.27 says, But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told, he told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. Now, we don't even know if Barnabas was in Damascus with Paul. Did he just have more faith than those, the rest of the disciples? But what if he hadn't brought them some courage and had, Paul had never gained their trust? I think we'd be living in a whole different world. Barnabas was a man on fire for God. The next we hear of him, he's going to the church in Antioch, where Gentiles were coming to Christ. And so in Acts 11, this is a long one, now those who had been scattered by the persecutions that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among the Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Well, I won't go through the rest of the details of Barnabas' life, but I want you to know it gets better from there. He really does work alongside Paul and brings the gospel to a whole known world in the first century. So, son of encouragement indeed. Now, I'm not asking you to go become a missionary, but you can come alongside people like Barnabas came alongside Saul and Paul and um, encourage them just by helping. To be specific, let me tell you that all of you have encouraged me in innumerable ways. Most recently by your support for my ordination. And of course, ever since Ross got sick a year ago, I have been blown away by the notes and the emails, the Facebook messages, the phone calls, the hugs, the prayers, the lunches and breakfasts and dinners. <laughs> the running of errands, and so much more. Just how you continue to show up for me is what's been kept me going this past year, and you demonstrate God's grace. A third way to encourage others is to inspire them. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, and we have this on the screen too. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. In the Revised Standard Version of this text, the words are slightly different. It says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And that's the version that's on the front of your bulletin today. You've heard of music that stirs the emotions, or someone stirring up a rebellion. That's inspirational stuff. And of course, stirring means mixing things together. I've been doing some cooking lately, and you don't have to know much about cooking to know how important stirring is. Stirring is magic. 
right, Jane? <laughs> so you get all these disparate ingredients. You've got stuff in the pantry. You've got stuff in the fridge. You put it all together. You stir it, and it makes something you can actually eat. Awesome. Think about chocolate chip cookies, which, of course, I think about far too often. The ingredients include, I've got this written down, butter, sugar, white, and brown, eggs, vanilla extract, baking soda, salt, flour, chocolate chips, of course, and walnuts. What if you tried making that recipe without stirring those ingredients together? What a mess. Get that cookie sheet out, butter here, flour there, baking soda, vanilla, some eggs, a couple eggs, yeah. The chocolate chips, of course. You put it in the oven, whoops, you put it in the oven, and then 20 minutes later you take it out and you're like, well that butter's smoking and those walnuts are burnt and the chocolate chips are just in a puddle. That's sad. You need to stir those ingredients together to get a beautiful, beautiful cookie. So, in the same way, the church encourages to get people together and show them what they're capable of. They stir people up and they inspire them to good works. They let them know that you could be a chocolate chip cookie. People with this kind of gift of encouragement have a variety of talents. Most of all, they have imagination. And this is something that I promise you, Tom and I did not collude on, but I'm going to say the same thing he said this morning. People look at our community and say, Ahihi, Chapala, it's all old people, it's all retired people, past their prime, can't, it's God's waiting room. Have you heard that one? Can't expect a whole lot. It's like they look in the fridge and in the pantry and they see a lot of ingredients, but nothing to eat. No chocolate chip cookies for them. But the encouragers, like Tom, look around and say, wow, we're a community of retired people. We have, these people have more time than ever to volunteer. They have all this accumulated wisdom from years of experience. All we need to do is give them a good outlook for the lifetime of wisdom that they have, and we could set Lakeside on fire. What's more, there are thousands of Mexicans here, many of them who could use our help. All of them need to get to know Jesus. What a fantastic opportunity. The encouragers look at us with imagination and see chocolate chip cookies who just need some stirring. And it's not just volunteering for the sake of volunteering. Whether this church or any church gets a lot of things done is not really the entire point. The point, as I have said many times before, is to build your relationship with Jesus. With encouragement, the results are chocolate chip cookies who get to know God, who are integrated into his plan for this world, who pray with power, who know his word, who provide spiritual healing, who provide physical help, who grow in grace, who break bread together, who love each other deeply, who use all the gifts God has given them to lead, to serve, to show mercy. So let's look around and see what's possible and even what we might think is impossible and encourage each other. Let's get stirring. So we can encourage each other in a variety of ways. One is to just recognize what people are already doing and thanking them. One is getting alongside of them and helping. And then the third is to encourage others to envision what could happen and to inspire 
to stir them up to love and good works. Not all of us may be gifted to be encouragers like Barnabas, the son of encouragement, but we all have a responsibility to encourage others where we can. So may I encourage you here. You have a special gift from God, and it's up to you to recognize it and to use your superpower for good. Amen.